Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay and Amber. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze uh, for exclusive interviews as they come up. So how is everybody's week? Um, Tiring. It, it's a week. It's nothing special for me, really. It's, they're finally going into phase three here by next week, which is a really nice birthday present for me. I'm very excited about it. We might be going back into quarantine. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, this, the cases here in California have been spiking up significantly. So won't be surprised if the state closes again. Hopefully not, but yeah. Jesus. I know that like some places are spiking all over again, but like where I live, everything has been steady. And I don't know if that's just because people here are like actually following the rules or if we're just lucky. <laughs> Like, the cases have been spiking pretty badly. I can't vouch for, at least in my city, but numbers in general are, like, going up. And I'm like, oh, boy. Uh-oh. But we've had, we've had a spike here in Korea, too. And it's just like, great, great. Just as we were just now being able to have a bit more free range in the country. I, I was very excited because uh, my favorite Korean barbecue place finally opened up uh, yesterday, two days ago. I was like screaming about it on Twitter because it's been three months. I was like, I gotta go. So that actually leads us into our (laughs) topic of discussion for today. Uh, We're going to dive in all about uh, Korean food since we've been having some rather heavy topics to begin with for the last few weeks anyway. So today we're just going to chill out and talk about some of our favorite Korean food. Oh, thank God. Things were getting real dark for a minute there. (laughs) Speaking of Korean food, and you mentioned K-Barbecue, I actually had K-Barbecue, and I was so happy. Best way to start the weekend. I know. I was at, uh, this place is called Iron Age. They have a couple of franchises around where I live. Um, And we got there at like 5.30, and it was an hour wait already. The the wait is usually crazy for that place, but, you know, because it can't be at full capacity. But once we got in, I was, like, grilling the meat, and, like, Block B's Very Good was playing on the big screen, and I was like, I'm gonna cry here, and both my brothers thought I was crazy. It's all, it's kind of entertaining for me to listen to you guys, like, refer to it as Korean barbecue, because, like, I'm just so used to hearing it called barbecue these days. When was the last time I had Korean barbecue? I live in Korea, and I barely go to Korean barbecue. These days, I've been eating a lot of, like, street food, because... I don't want to cook at home. It's too hot. My big thing is, like, on my way to work, I'll get street toast. I wrote an article on this, like, couple, like, what, six months ago? It's a breakfast sandwich with uh, pan, like, stir-fried vegetables that are mixed with cheese, um, an egg, and then they put ketchup on it, and they wrap it up in a little sandwich, and it costs, like, $2 for you to eat, and I just pick it up on my way to work, and it was it's the best thing I've discovered in this country so far. A discretion to our listeners out there, please do not listen to this episode if you're hungry, because we are probably going to make you hungry in this episode. I'm already hungry, just thinking about it. And I just got my fix yesterday. Like, it's like a drug. <laughs> I, I'm hungry too. Like, uh, like out of all of us on the pat- podcast, I'm the one who wakes up or at an earlier time. So I haven't had breakfast yet. So... Can imagine how hungry I'm going to be after this episode. I'll I'll be nice because I'm kind of spoiled being the one that lives in Korea because I know in um, America Korean food can be really expensive, like really really expensive, and so like when you do get to have it, it's just like the best thing ever. Yeah, that reminds me of because uh, where I live, there are a lot of like little Korea towns all over the place, kind of nearby. There is one like barbecue fusion. Korean barbecue fusion restaurant where uh, rather than all you can eat, like you pay for the meat, which adds up very quickly. (laughs) And they charge like a crazy amount of money for it compared to like some of the other places. Oh yeah. I definitely like, I think I spent when I went to Korean barbecue, I, I spent about close to 50 bucks for just myself. 
but that's including tip. But still, like, that's expensive. Does that include alcohol, though? Yeah, it did include the alcohol. Too. Yeah, it did include the alcohol too. So, but I, I think lot. I think the plan that we like because there I don't know about Roxy in your area. Does it have um, tiered menus for the meat that you can select? Sometimes, yeah. Iron Age went down to like one specific menu, which is twenty five dollars all around for all you can eat. Yeah, the place that where me and my coworkers went to. Excuse me. <clears throat> We decided, because one of them, it was their first time having Korean barbecue ever. So it was just like, okay. So we decided to be a little bit more bougie, and we got the plan that was, like, close to, like, $33, $34. Did you get, like, high-quality steak at that level? Good lord. Uh, yes. We we had access to the more premium, like, more, like, expensive cuts of meat. Like, part of it is just like, man, I, I thought about it. It's like, man, we could have just gotten on the basic menu. <laughs> Because we we didn't really eat that much for off the more premium menu. menu excuse me. Cannot talk this morning. Yeah, see, that's the thing. If you're going to go to an all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue place, you better not eat, like, the whole day. You better be eating scraps until you go there so you can get the most out of your money. And another thing, I've actually written about this because there is, like, an etiquette that goes to having Korean barbecue. Never order chicken. Ever. Don't be that person. My brother did that yesterday, and the look I gave him, he, like, was like, why are you looking at me like that? That must be just a Western thing, because, like, in Korea, I've had, I've had beef, pork, and chicken all at the same time. I mean, you can get chicken, it's just the fact that it's, like, the cheapest meat there. So, like, if you're paying a bunch of money for higher quality meat, then you should probably focus on that rather than getting the chicken. That's at least, like, that's something, that's part of the culture here anyway. <laughs> that's something that's developed. Right, but unless yeah. you just don't I, eat pork yeah. or beef. Like, then yes, it's okay, but... If you yeah. don't eat pork or beef, you probably shouldn't go to all-you-can-eat barbecue. True. To steer the topic off barbecue, because there's a lot of Korean food besides barbecue, one of the things that, like, the common foods people associate with Korea is, like, kimchi and dokboki and um, kimbap, like, all these different foods, um... You guys are going to have to inform me on, like, like how things are in the States. Because ha- not, having not been there for two years, like, I'm out of the loop on, like, what that type of stuff would cost there versus here. Because I know you can get a decent Korean meal here for, like, like, five or six bucks U.S. And be completely full by the time you're done. I mean, yeah, it's more, it's more expensive here. If you go to, like, uh, like one of the bigger franchises is uh, called Banchan. I don't know if you remember them, Amber, if they were around when you were here. I assume they were. There's not one around here, at least near me. And I'm like, everybody oh, keeps really? talking about Bonchon, and I want to try. I think there might be yeah. one in LA, but not where I am at. We didn't have them in my, like, where I went for Korean food. It's, you know, it's kind of like like the Korean food starter kit, essentially. You know, it's not necessarily the best, but it's what people know. But, like, they have dokboki, um that I've gotten before, and it's like $14 for the whole thing. Jesus Christ. I think at the- That make heart hurt. The local restaurant, like the mom and pop Korean uh, restaurant that is by my place, I think they charge 12 for their dokbuki. When I can just literally go down to H-Mart or any of the other Korean um grocery stores and just buy the pack like the pre-made pack for like maybe eight dollars seven eight dollars and just cook it myself yeah uh i have a a, like a local korean place here that i like to go to um they're also a fried chicken place but they're not like i don't know if they're franchised but they're they have like three locations in my area but I like to go get the kimchi fried rice at this place. It is the best stuff I've ever had, okay? It's still, like, $12, but it'll provide you a meal for, like, three days. Like, they give you a ton of food. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I like about going to Korean food places is that they serve, like, family style. Just like how, like, when you go to Italian restaurants, it's huge portions. And um, I like that, like, I'm just like, I can't finish this in one sitting. Well, at least I have leftovers. 
you mentioned Jay uh, about going to get like the pre-made tteokbokki. I have a funny story about this. So two years ago, uh, me and my friends decided to get away for the weekend. So we went to the mountains and I was like, I'm going to try to cook Korean food. Mind you, uh, I don't cook food. Uh, I'm a terrible cook. Uh, one time in my college dorm, my kitchen caught on fire. Though that wasn't because I set it on fire. That's because somebody left some bacon fat under the fire and then it exploded. Great times. But I was like, okay. So I was uh, online looking up recipes and they said that, you know, tteokbokki is pretty easy to make. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try it out and see what I can do. While we were making it, I was like, okay, I'm following all the directions. Uh, but you know, when you make tteokbokki, it's like part of it is it's like sweet and uh, sweet and spicy. There's sugar along with the gochujang that you put in it. So I did, I did both. And uh, <laughs> the way they turned out, they were so sugary, like I couldn't even eat them. I was so upset. But the moral of that story is it's not that easy to cook it. Well, I think that goes like if I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm a really good cook, you know, but I, I can cook enough, you know, enough to really like get myself by but i think when it comes to cooking it's just like a trial and error thing i mean who knows the next time you try to make it it'll be better because you had that experience already see the problem is i'm a perfectionist so if i fail at something once i'm just not going to do it again (laughs) (laughs) oh roxy well you never know if you're feeling open-minded to trying it again you know at least you know maybe next time i won't add that much if I, if I get a boyfriend, he has to cook because I can't cook. If I marry somebody, he has to be able to cook. That is a mood. Cook me Korean food, goddammit. Speaking of, like, favorite foods, I, I think when it comes to what we mentioned, kimchi fried rice, I think that's, like, my go-to, like, comfort food when it comes to Korean food. Like, it's so easy to make. All you have to do is literally just chop up the kimchi, throw in some rice. If you want to add a little bit of butter and whatever you like with it, I mean, or add extra spice, add gochujang. But I just like making it at home. It just sucks because I can't bring it to work because I'm always self-conscious of the smell. So so what do you put in your kimchi fried rice? Because the one that I I buy from this this local shop, they have uh, spam in it and they put an egg on top and it's like the best thing I've ever eaten. I want it so bad now that I'm talking about it. (laughs) Uh, I I do add spam, but like if I'm feeling a little bit more extra, um, I'll add bacon instead because obviously bacon's cheap, you know, but it gives that crunch to it aside from the the actual kimchi itself. Or um, if I'm really, really wanting to be a little bit more bougie, I'll actually add thicker cuts of pork belly. And that is delicious in itself too. And then I'll have the egg on top and then um, uh, you know how we can get the seaweed. I'll just cut up seaweed. Like I'll just use scissors and cut it up and just mix it. Oh, it's the best. You know what? I'm probably going to order myself some Korean food after this during lunch. I know. Like I just had it yesterday. I'm already like more. The, the thing about Korean food, you know, before I started really getting into stuff about the Korean culture, I was the pickiest eater on the planet. I'm talking like age 20, still just eating pasta and chicken tenders at every meal kind of picky. So like when you first look at Korean food, it's kind of intimidating if you don't have an expanded palate. Oh, for sure. I think also like, I don't know how your guys' spice tolerance was prior to Korean food, but for me, I could not do anything anything spicy like no i'm a bad mexican every time because like when <laughs> when i first started eating it i couldn't handle any spice at all and my mom was always like your your great grandmother is rolling over in a grave because you won't eat spicy things <laughs> uh, but then, yeah but then uh as soon as you start eating korean food i think the first thing that i got was like i, I used to get the snack fever box and they had like a um one of those spicy ramens, but I think it was like a bulldog <laughs> spicy ramen, which is like about as intense as you get. And I thought I was going to die when I was eating it. Like, I'm not even kidding. Oh yeah. Like when I had like kimchi fried rice for the very first time, I was sweating, like profusely sweating and grabbing water wherever I could. Now it's like, no, this is nothing. This is nothing. My comfort Korean food is actually gamjatang which is a spicy pork bone stew. 
Um, and there's a chain restaurant that's extremely popular for it in down south. And you eat it in these big pots. And you can actually see the chili, like, floating in it. And it's it's really warm and really yummy. Like, think about if you have, like, a pot roast. It's kind of like a pot roast with lots of broth. And it's really, like, one of the best things ever. <laughs> one of the things that people don't really realize about Korea is that they actually take a lot of spins off things like we like in Western, like Western food too. A lot of the chains that you would have in the States have made their way here, like Burger King, KFC, McDonald's, like the Korean twists on things have been really interesting to see. Oh yeah, can you talk about that? Because I know like it's been a very long time since I've gone outside of the United States, but I know that you know, the chain restaurants, when they go international, they add some very interesting things to the menu. Considering I live right across the street from McDonald's, which is a very dangerous thing, Korean McDonald's is by far, like, superior to American McDonald's. Um, One thing is uh, mozzarella sticks. That was my favorite thing to discover. Shrimp burgers, bulgogi burgers. The one downside is, I'm a Midwesterner, guys. You guys... The stereotype lives true, but there is no, like, ranch for, like, chicken nuggets or french fries in Korea, and it makes me awfully sad. Um, But they have, like, this, like, Cajun sauce that is a good replacement for it, and my god, like, if you like spicy dipping sauces, but you don't like, like, vinegar-based sauces, this is more, like, mustard-based, I would guess. It's kind of been, like, my go-to for everything now. Also, Big Macs taste like Big Macs no matter what country you country you get them in. I've had them in five different countries now, and they all taste the same. That's I mean, one thing I regret not having when I was in Korea. I didn't get the chance to go to McDonald's just to say I've done it. Because my family there, when they were living there, they're like, no, why are you going to go to McDonald's? They have it in America. I was like, it's different here. You have things that we don't have here. A hundred percent. My favorite things are the, um, let's see, what did I get today? On my way home from grocery shopping, I got a banana ice cream cone. And it's delightful. Things like uh, halabong chillers. Like halabong is like, an, uh, how would I describe a halabong? It's like a cit- Korean citrus fruit, and it was probably, it's like really refreshing. That's, it's interesting that you talk about that because uh, I haven't eaten McDonald's in probably a year and a half here because like, it's just, there's just so much that's better than it if you're gonna go down like eating badly. <laughs> but I have heard that like, it's way better, especially in like the Asian countries for some reason. I think just, like, the palettes are different is what, like, the taste, the, like, the flavor profiles are definitely different. Um, like, in America, you would not get away with having a shrimp burger um, at a fast food restaurant. Oh, like, no. We, we, <laughs> definitely not. We just got McChickens in Korea, like, six months ago. Um, and then they also made a cream cheese chicken honey burger, which I've, I'm not brave enough to try that yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. That sounds a little weird to me. I can vouch for Filipino McDonald's because I've had that in the Philippines. They have spaghetti. They sell spaghetti in the Philippines. What? Yeah, it's actually like one of like, uh, it's one of their things in the Philippines where they serve um, spaghetti and chicken together. I was like, oh, it's actually really good. Unless like, if you don't like a sweeter tasting spaghetti it might not be for you the big thing i hate about korea is they put sugar on things that do not belong like they do not need to have sugar on them like garlic bread i'm still trying to wrap myself around the fact that you guys put corn on your pizzas yeah korean pizza uh at first glance is kind of (laughs) weird it's not as bad as it sounds like i've kind of warmed up to the corn thing on pizza um i've had squid on pizza Squid ink pizza is probably one of my favorite things. Um, I've had, ooh, there's this uh, four cheese, like like gorgonzola, mozzarella, and like two other cheese pizza that they serve honey with. And it's probably one of my favorite pizzas I've ever had in this country. <laughs> um, the big thing is this, they serve pizza with like pickles, which is, I still don't, they say it like cuts the 
the grease, but like my brain just like, why don't you just have salad with your pizza? First of all, I hate pickles, so I hate everything about what you just said. I don't mind pickles, but only like in my burgers. They do the same thing with spaghetti too. They serve pickles and spaghetti. Oh, no. In it, but on the side. I don't like that. That is something I like. (laughs) Again, my American brand's like, you you don't eat pickles with your spaghetti. You eat spaghetti with like salad or garlic bread. Preferably garlic bread with no sugar on it. I will go on and on about how sugar does not belong on anything in this country, but yet it is on everything. It belongs on things like bakery items. That's about it. They put sugar on corn dogs. (laughs) Oh, Uh, you know what? Actually, it started, I don't know there for you, Roxy, but has the Korean corn dog um, started to be like a big thing? So apparently there uh, a restaurant opened up near me and I don't know how close it is because this was on Uber Eats but it's called Gangnam Hot Dog. And I was like I probably need to try that. Okay, so fun fact guys, hot dog does not mean hot dog like we think of hot dog. Hot dog means corn dog in Korea. Um so it's not what we think like like sausage between bun with ketchup, mustard, onions or relish or however you choose to eat your hot dog. In Korea it is corn dog. Like, the actual corn dog that you can get at, like, uh, any um, fair or, like, at baseball or basketball games, that kind of co- uh, corn dog. So, we have that here, and there's yep. a couple of shops that do it pretty good. Not gonna lie, I like it, and I don't mind the sugar on it. I know um, the actual, there's a Korean, the Korean hot dog place here, like, the actual chain is in California. Um, it's Myungrang Hot Dog. I actually wrote an article on it for the craze. Like, a lot of the street food I've wrote articles on. Um, have you guys gotten to try Hotox yet? Yes! No, I haven't, but I want to really bad. Roxy, have you had a snickerdoodle before? Yes. They taste like really warm, squishy snickerdoodles. That sounds fabulous. I was very, very fortunate to have it in Busan when I went. And I think we visited one of the temples. And prior to you going up to the temple, they have like those mini shops that sell food and other like, you know, the touristy stuff. Like what was so great about it is um, it's like, I think it was like one of my favorite food experiences that I've had in Korea where... Um, you know, it's just the local street vendors and the lady, um, the family was selling it for only a thousand won and that's expensive. They're never that expensive. I mean, it probably is, but this was like the only place where I saw it. So I was just like, well, I've been wanting to try it anyway. So I bought it. I think nothing beats like having it in Korea as authentic as can be probably pricey because of what Amber said, but it was so delicious and I find myself craving it all the time like um the Korean grocery store has like the pre-made packs but I'm like this ain't gonna be the same and plus yeah you can you can make them they're not hard to make um dig out the article I wrote on them there's a recipe there you know what I find particularly interesting on this topic is like okay I I live really close to DC um so you know I'll go into the city every now and then the one thing that you're told uh, when you go into the city is not to eat from the street side vendors. So like, it's just, it's very interesting to me that like in Korea and in some other Asian countries as well, that seems to be like a much better thing to do. Um, if you want to save money and get good food. You have to be careful where you like, when you eat and where you eat, like you need to like, like use your best judgment. Cart look clean is if it's the food supposed to be hot food, are they keeping it hot? If it's supposed to be cold, are they keeping it cold? Because, like, my first year here, I got food poisoning four times because I wasn't using my best judgment. Ooh. Ouch. Amber. Also, speaking well, of... I oh, ate everything, and I loved it. Even speaking though it gave you food poisoning? Yes, because I'm still convinced that the food poisoning came from the cheesy lobster I had in, like, one of the Myeongdong in Seoul. Myeongdong, and there we go. It's, not, it's one of those streets. Will I eat it again? Yes. I've actually had that, like, similar thing. Be- okay, so, like, if you're going to visit Myeongdong, um, it is a little bit more pricier there, I have to agree, because they're going to try and scam you out of your money. 
there, but it's delicious food. It's such delicious food. I think I had the same similar thing, but I only had like a bite. I didn't eat the full lobster tail that was there. But yes, they sell that on the street. And I was like, I think 16 won. When I last went, it was like 60,000 won. 16,000? That's not bad. Yeah, so I should, but other than that, like, be careful because, you know, they're going to try and scam you because they know all the foreigners in there. Right, and, like, the interesting thing about, um, like, Myeongdong is if you know, like, your basic, like, go up there with your basic Korean. Know how to, like, ask the price and, like, because that's how you protect yourself from getting scammed. Let's talk about Korean uh, convenience stores because... My God, you can feed yourself for like two weeks from there. And it's not just like ramen, like cheesy ramen and energy drinks. Like you can actually feed yourself with a lot of good food there. Recently, Luna's uh, Goan, she went viral for her convenience store food that's made up of cheesy ramen and microwavable spicy pork intestine. And I tried that today and the West... Dinner in me is like spicy pork intestine. No, but my stomach is when I ate it, I'm like, this is actually really good. The hell? One thing that puts some people off of Korean food in general is that sometimes it seems like the stuff they're eating would not be that great. <laughs> Example uh, intestines. The idea of that scares me personally. I think I'm so used to it because I eat it with certain Filipino foods. Yeah, like there are some things that are just like, mm, I don't know if I, how I feel about that. Um, going, uh, continuing on convenience stores. Also, you can buy your alcohol <laughs> there for pretty cheap too. Are you, wait, wait, wait. are you telling me they have alcohol at convenience stores? Yeah. God, and, uh, oh my God, bruh. Okay, Jay, I know you know the true price of this, so you can't guess on this. Roxy, how much do you think a bottle of soju costs in Korea? Um, It's like... It's like $14 here, so I'm going to say it's probably like 8 Lower. Five? Lower. Are you telling me I can get drunk for like two bucks per bottle? Absolutely. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yep. I got to get over there right now. I spend way too much money on alcohol. Are you kidding me? And you can drink it publicly here. Mm-hmm. No. Oh my God. You can. Like, I have... Literally walk through Hongdae with a bottle of peach soju in my hand, just minding my business. Girl, girl, stop. This, I need this right now. I'm coming right now. I'm getting a take. I'm coming right now. I'll make room on my couch. Uh, the one thing I miss, I guess, um, they, they sell it in like the carton packs, like if you, you know, the juice packs um, that you would see here in America, like the high, like for example, the high C ones. Um, I really miss the banana milk that comes in its carton. That was like my favorite thing to get at convenience stores when I was there. I would probably buy one every day. It's you so know what's delicious. really good? Mixed banana milk with makgeolli. Oh, you just gave me an idea because I can still do that. Because they sell that here now. It finally made its way over here. And I, I think you could buy like a six pack of it. For like, it's kind of expensive still. Um, maybe like four bucks. Um, ooh, I'm gonna try that. I actually here's just bought a, some soju. <laughs> here's a pro ago. tip for makgeolli: get fro, make a slushy out of it. I heard and, it was better like that. And cut it with Sprite. Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh. It's um, I have there's a place up in Daegu that does makgeolli slushies um that they put them in adult uh like capri sun pouches and like you can get drunk really easy in this country for super cheap that's amazing it costs so much money to get drunk here well uh, yeah but you know what if you want to do okay wait first off all of us are of age here in this podcast so we are legal drinking adults but um still like you can't beat out buying like a four or five dollar, well, depending if there's a sale, like a four dollar bottle of soju and getting drunk pretty quickly rather than going out to the store and buying like a $15 what, vodka or Grey Goose. A handle. Well, nobody, first of all, don't buy Grey Goose because it's too expensive and isn't that great. Not that I have a ton of knowledge on alcohol or anything, but soju is still better. 
Um, fun fact, the fruit-flavored sojus have the higher alcohol content with peach yeah. the highest. Heck peach yeah. is the highest? Yes. Oh, God. It's my favorite it's like one. It's 17%. Mm-hmm. Pomegranate, like, oh, when I was out with my coworkers, the pomegranate was 13. That's still pretty low. I mean, I, I usually drink cocktails, so I get, like, the 80-proof shit that's, like, 40% alcohol. And then there's me, like, I can throw back three or four bottles of that at a night out, of soju on a night out. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll start, by four, I'll probably start falling over, but, you know, if it's cheap, who cares? Yeah. If you're spending, like, unless you're going clubbing, which, clubbing is cool in Korea if that's your type of thing, but if you're just looking to drink with the homies, you just, you can camp out in front of a convenience store with a couple bottles of soju and some snacks, but and just live your life. By the way, in Korea, you don't just drink. You drink and eat at the same time. Drinking That's very smart. <laughs> drinking is kind of like, you don't do that by yourself. Um, Korean-style bars are called pochas. Um, if you guys watched Itaewon class, Dabam is a pocha, and like that's a common drinking establishment in Korea. I love the idea that you can just, like, grab some soju and, like, hang out in front of the convenience store with the homies and get drunk. That just sounds fantastic. Yeah, we can't do that here in the States. No. Mm-mm. You have to go to a bar, and I hate bars. I hate, <laughs> I hate people, so the whole scene, like, first of all, never go clubbing. I would never do that, even in Korea. So, like, just the idea that you can, like, just hang out. So good. I, okay, so, disclaimer... People who live in countries where public alcohol is not allowed, I do not condone hiding your alcohol. But uh, my American legal drinking age self, when I moved to Korea, I was still not used to the fact that we could drink in public. So my favorite thing to do with the convenience store is they have these, um, like you can get a cup of ice and a drink pouch with like lemonade, um, iced tea, coffee. I would get a blue lemonade pouch and just regular um, like citron soju. And I would mix that and just go about my business with that. My, we would go, like, shopping with these cups. Like, go shopping, grab a bite to eat, just hang out and while getting, like, blasted out in public. It was great. Again, don't hide your alcohol, people who cannot drink out in public. Please, we do not condone that at all. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't make bad decisions, guys. Can we talk about ramens? Because... Oh, yes. Like, like, a million and a half ramen in this country. Okay, but Shin Ramen, though. Exactly. Hell yeah. Shin Ramen Black, for me. I've recently switched to to Jin Ramen. ramen. It's by um, the Otoki brand. Decided that I like this flavor. But there's, when you go to a Korean grocery store, um, like, a here, grocery stores um, will have, like, two aisles full of nothing but ramen like one aisle will have just regular packs of ramen and the other one will have like mini cups and big cups and ramen isn't just ramen here like sometimes you could like you if you watched um parasite you saw like japaghetti um they have my other that type of stuff as well so it's really interesting to uh to see the different types of foods you can eat and the different combinations does anybody remember when the spicy noodle challenge came on? Yeah. I don't refresh my memory. Uh, it is the, um, is it the Samyang. Yeah, it's the Samyang brand, brand with the little chicken character on it. And then how everybody d- discovered this ramen. Obviously, it, it blew up first in Korea and then it made its way over here. But everybody was, like, dying to get a pack and try it because it was, like, one of the spiciest ramens out there, like, instant ramens out there. I am weak sauce still. I still can't regular uh, handle the regular version of it. And then now they have the two times spicy or the um, – they have different flavors. They have cheese. They have uh, – was it the carbonara one as well now? And I was just like – I can't do this. This is too spicy. Like my, like, it's not even like spicy in terms of, I mean, it isn't spicy in terms of taste. It's just that painful spice. 
in your mouth. I don't get the appeal of that personally. I like spice, you know, I like having a little bit of that kick, but to the point where it gets painful, like why? Yeah. And like people would like do the challenge of like eating it. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like that for me is just like, I like spice, but not like where it leaves your mouth tingling for too long afterwards. And it's just like, this hurts. I can't sit here. And it's like, I I tapped out after like two bites. I was like, no, I can't eat this. Don't eat food that hurts your mouth. Just like don't live places where the air hurts your face. Both really terrible ideas. It's interesting that that has to be stated. I think that I, I would assume that would be, you know, common knowledge, but Oh, some people will be like, oh, it's Korean food. I want to try. Don't, don't try it. You're, no, no. I've made that mistake a couple times here. Like, and I'm just like, never again. Like, and in general, if your, bo- if your brain is like, don't eat it, and your body, for some reason, is going, don't eat it, you should probably, you should probably not eat it. There's been cases when I would go eat with my coworkers, and they'd be like, Amber, try this. Amber, try this. And my brain's like, don't eat that. You shouldn't eat that. That smells disgusting. Don't touch that. It's always a good choice not to. Like, there's this really stinky fish that ta- that's like the palate. It's like you have to be, have a very, very mature palate to be able to eat it. And they all just wanted to see my face as I Ugh. spat it out. I don't, like, I don't like seafood either, which can be kind of a problem. <laughs> When it comes to Korean food. Oh, all the good Korean food, like fish cakes. Oh my God, like fish cakes in Busan. Going on more like food stuff, we've seen a lot of Korean things come out of Korea that have gone very viral. Some are um, some are convenience store. And most recently, I'm going to plug this for you, Amber. Amber recently did the Duggo in a Coffee trend article my arms hated me for two days but like we've seen like a few like things go viral like for example mark from got seven his uh ramen got really popular for some time in korea so it's just like oh okay and i think that was all like convenience store food wasn't it yeah ra- the mark's ramen and then most recently the go on challenge um and then another thing that was a like, I also made this for you guys, was the Inkigayo sandwich. Like, it got popular because of Inkigayo and idols talking about it to where it got put into convenience stores. That's the one thing I didn't get to try, but maybe I'll make, I'm, I should make it. I did give you guys a tutorial. See, I'm the one that goes and, like, puts myself in, in the awkward positions of trying to make things. It's the, okay, so we do have a food article coming up for July. What do you think you got? What should I do, you guys? Yes, please tell us what needs to be covered now. <laughs> I'm asking what? y'all. Oh, I was what like, are you I asking uh, us? Yeah, uh, what should I do? In terms of Korean food? Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, what do you want to see? Like, I've done I mean, everything from try convenience store food to DIYs. I can give you my recipe for my kimchi quesadillas that I do. If it's possible to, can't wait, yes. You should be able to get tortillas there at least, right? Or is it expensive? You can get them here. Um, a lot of Western food is, like, you can get it, but it's just kind of hard. Like, things that I miss from home living here are things like ranch, hot Cheetos, Kraft mac and cheese, sour cream and onion lace. It's okay. You're getting a care package from me anyway. <laughs> I'm sending you guys cup holders too, so it's going to be great. Actually, I've already sent them. But yeah, I mean, I can give you my recipe that I use. That's something, I mean, it's quick and easy. I'll add it if to the list of things I should try. Um, yeah, because I, I love making kimchi quesadillas. Like, that's like my go-to thing. It's like, I have a lot of kimchi. What am I going to do with it? Okay. Fun fact, people, kimchi is not just, like, a lot of people don't know that, like, kimchi is not just cabbage kimchi. Like, you can have, you can literally make anything into kimchi. Oh, that reminds me. There was a a Korean place. They were kind of like a Korean fusion place, but they had kimchi apples and oh my God. I've tried, no, I've tried them. My school tried to serve them to me. No. No, this place, they were so good. I don't even know how to like express it. 
what kimchi apples that's interesting to try i mean we've seen like cucumber and like the basic like other green vegetables are basically kimchi that we see but oh what apples interesting I don't know how I feel about apples. Like, I've tried them, and it's not my thing. I have dipped apples in samjang before. How was that? Oh, it was delightful, like the sweet and salty. Um, so for people who don't know samjang, it's a little brown paste you get at um, Korean barbecue, which is, you can buy it by itself, but it's actually um, duejang, which is uh, soy soybean paste. Yeah. Mixed with... Uh, sesame oil garlic and gochujang mixed together and it's it it's a really nice replacement for dipping like vegetables and things in honestly guys i think we all should just order salt uh order ourselves some food because i definitely am i have to wait till 11 o'clock for the korean uh, restaurant to open so i can pick it up i'm hungry (laughs) they don't do breakfast (laughs) they don't well it's fine Another fun fact, Korean breakfast is just like any other meal. Like you have soup and rice and fish. Occasionally you'll have porridge. The question is, guys, should I get myself a soup or should I go with the combo of kimchi fried rice and dakbuki? The second one? Are you kidding? Why is that even a question? <laughs> hey, depends on everybody's preference of what they're feeling. I'm torn. And I was like, I want soup, but at the same time. It's like almost midnight, and now I'm craving kalkuksu, which is like basically chicken noodle soup. But God, it's it's almost midnight. I can't, well, scratch that. I can't go get kalkuksu, because literally, bunchikjongs, which are like Korean snack houses, they never close. They're always open. Like, literally all the time. And so, getting, I could, but I have to work in the morning. So, maybe not the smartest choice. Speaking um, of snacks... What's your guys' favorite Korean snack? I really like home run. They're called home, um, like home run balls. Um, they're like these uh, crunchy, like puffs that are filled with chocolate. To quickly say mine, I'm really in love with the honey butter chips. I love. Those. They made a wedding wedding cake version that I just tried, and it's so oh, good. Interesting. Anyways, Roxy. Uh, I don't really. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't like. You don't snack, like, or actively gravitate towards Korean snacks? Uh, I don't snack for the most part. Mm. <laughs> I, like, barely eat to begin with, so. That's true. I, like, I really like getting the little um, ramens, the little shin ramens, and having those as a snack. But uh, people keep stealing them from my grocery store because it's food that is can be, you know, kept forever. So they're hoarding it because we're all going to die, apparently, from the Rona. We're all going to be fine. It's Stop hoarding fine. my Korean foods. It's like the only place I can get the, the Shin Ramen, and every time I've tried for the last three months, it's wiped out. And for the love of God, guys, wear a mask. Please, just wash your hands. That too. Like, if you need to watch it, ATs has a very delightful hand-washing tutorial in the answer music video. And honestly, it's just like, if you're going to go in, like, we're not going to talk about this too much. If you're going to go into, like, honestly, what's, like, you're going to be wearing a mask for a couple of minutes. Just take it off as soon as you get into your car. Only when you're out. If y'all want to enjoy, like, yummy Korean food out at, like, restaurants and stuff, y'all got to wear a mask. That's true. They won't let you in if (laughs) if you don't have one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, you guys, come on. Like, there's, America has, like great Korean food options if you know where to look. Like, and not just the basic Korean, like, pajan, dokboki, kalbi, that type of stuff. Um, you can get, like, legit, like, things you would find here in Korea um, that aren't just, like, the basic foods if you know where to look. But you can't be doing that if you're not wearing a mask and washing your hands and all of that good stuff. Find, oh. your, find your local Korea towns and go there. Or, okay, I will say this real quick, real quick, because I know we're running out of time. If you really can't, if you don't have access to like a, um, an actual Korean or Asian grocery store, Trader Joe's, if, if that's even accessible to you, Trader Joe's has a really good pajan that they sell really good. And then also if you're lucky enough, 
in your local Costco's or maybe your local supermarkets, they might have the um, Bibigo um, Korean dumplings. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the best thing, but if you're wanting to like, like try it, do it because they're actually pretty good. One last thing before we change topics, I'm going to plug my two favorite Korean like cook YouTuber people, um, Monty. And she makes delightful um, tutorials about Korean food and, like, has really great recipes. Um, and Sokyung Longest, who's actually been to KCON, and I got to make pot bingsu with her on stage. Such a fun experience. But she actually has Korean food tutorials on her website, and she gives you step-by-step instructions on YouTube. Um, she also shows you how to adjust your meals if you're vegan or vegetarian. Um, so definitely, if you want to try to dip your toe into the water of making Korean food, check out those two uh, YouTubers' um, websites. Sounds great. And of course, we always we have a ton of content on our website about Korean food. Um, Amber does a lot of the the trucking on that one, but we yeah, have yeah. go read about me uh, uh, making a fool out of myself. Maybe this week we'll be trying to feed myself from a convenience store for a week. We have recipes, uh, examples, all of that fun stuff. So there's always more to dive into. But let's go ahead and move on to uh, personal story time. It's been, a, it's been a couple episodes since we've done this. So I wanted to talk about any stories that we have uh, experiencing high touch. Because I know I've had a couple scenarios in my life. Let me just talk about mine because I've only had one experience and mine will be very short. Um, I was very lucky enough to do the Hayes high touch when she was at KCON. Such a pretty girl. And she's so sweet. Like, honestly, like I've been to KCON for what, a couple of years now, but I've never done high touch until I did Hayes. And then after that, I was like, well, it's getting too much money to like actually get a pass. So that was the only time that I was ever able to do high touch and she's so sweet. And I'm going to put my friend on blast here, but she, she came with me. You know who you are. Uh, she actually missed <laughs> and she had to like, uh, like backtrack a little bit, but she like, she was telling me, um, because I was in front of her, she was like, she could not stop staring at you, Jay. Like she, she looks so happy to see you. And I'm like, Oh yes, I'm here for it. But yes, that's my experience. And my only experience is high touch meeting other idols. That's a different experience. So uh, that's for a different day, but that is my experience and I enjoyed it. How about you guys? I have a lot of stories because I always pay money for high touch. Um, was, which KCON was that Jay? Or which one for Hayes? Yeah. I think that was 2018 um, and some girl was like, I have all of these passes, but no one wants them. And I, I did pay 30 bucks for it, but I mean, it was That's worth cheap. it. Cause, That's not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cheap. And, um, and I mean, I got to say I did it cause I've never experienced high touch during KCON at all. So I so liked it. You, you remember that I was there with you uh, at KCON LA. Was that 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a VIX high touch that we were giving away. Um, oh, yeah, booth. that's right. And uh, whoever won never came to claim it. So, like, five minutes before it started, I was like, hey, hey, can I take this? Can I go do it? <laughs> right? So I did. <laughs> like, Roxy I got was in- missing for a bit. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's at high touch right now. <laughs> I wanted I wanted it so bad when Connie pulled it I was like can I just can I have this I don't want to give it away um (laughs) that's right I forgot we were all just like I just want to do this we kept it quiet I remember she opened it we were like shut up shut up we were like in a circle like that's right we were all of us were just like oh shit oh god that was one of the big tickets that year um that sounds like when I pulled the BTS high touch their first year yes yes uh, but anyway, that was one where I, I went by myself um, and I was absolutely like, I've never been the same since I saw Hak Yun <laughs> in person, you know, cause like when you go through the high touch line, they, you know, they stare at you basically for the few seconds that you're walking by. Uh, and when I made eye contact with him, I was like, oh my God, I have never seen a more beautiful person in person. 
Um, and all of his pictures are way too whitewashed because holy shit. He got that melanin in his skin. He's a lot more tan in person. Um, another funny story I have is for BAP when they came over. My friend and I got... <laughs> <laughs> did you not get high touch for BAP? No, I did, but I have a humiliating story from it. I think I've told it once to you guys. I'm going to be very jealous because at the time when I could go see them, I couldn't afford it. It's it's okay. Um, I made a fool of myself. So <laughs> my friend, my friend is Jungkook uh, biased. Um, and I, at that point, was waffling between Jungkook and Jungkook. So we got in the line. Um, our two other friends had different tickets, so it was just the two of us. The way that they set it up, the high touch line was outside the stage. For, for this DC location. Um, it's where the merch used to be. They basically uh, lined everybody up from the stage and then had them go out. And we were like, my friend is really jittery because she was also um, a BAP alt. Um, I was ahead of her <laughs> in the line. Uh, as, in, as we were walking forward, we were like talking about who was going to be first in line. Um, and it, w- it was Jungkook. So like I turned around, I was like, oh my God, it's him. And then everybody had stopped talking oh I was like oh my god it's Jungkook and everybody had stopped talking and he just like turned to look at us and I was like oh god (laughs) like of all the times for everybody to shut up it was like when I was screaming and it was embarrassing like a Jungkook thing to do one quick one I did it with Astro I I don't like the way that Rocky looked at me (laughs) and when I say that I was like you're too young to be looking at me that way (laughs) nice oh man I've done two high touches and we'll say two high touches because all the BAP ones get lumped together. And then one here in Korea, actually. The two in America, one was KCON and it was Crush. The poor boy was wearing his pajamas. Um, This was KCON. It was my first year at KCON. Just going through the high, the poor boy was so sleepy and like he was like mumbling at all of us when we like we're doing the high touch i felt so bad he looked like we had literally woke him up the the other one the bap one i think i've told you guys the story about how uh my friend called me out for calling jungkook daddy and jungkook heard it yeah i remember that (laughs) my friend was like if you don't tell him i will we go like do the high touch and it was like jungkook was like second to last and friends like say it say it say it i will and i'm like no we don't talk about that and she goes, she thinks you're daddy. And he looks at me like, really? Oh, and my God. Himchon's like, what's daddy? And Jungkook leans over and, like, whispers to him and goes, oh. Oh, my and God. <laughs> I would be mortified. I, I would was. die. I would die on the spot. Like, that's it. I I was, like, lost my shit on her afterwards because, like. That, and that, then, that, that's a private thing that you say amongst friends, not to yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what like, friend outed you? That's not cool. We're That's not true. friends anymore. Well, good, because you shouldn't be. Are you kidding? Like, you, she embarrassed me in front of the one man you should never embarrass me in front of. What a bitch. <laughs> and when I went to the final stop of that tour, like, it was the tour that I uh, skipped school for. Again, guys, don't do what I do. He looked at me and goes, so, daddy. And I'm like, Fuck. Oh my god, I hate that you oh remember. Oh my god. I have I secondhand mean... embarrassment for you. This was the time where I started, like, my hair is, this is about the time where I started being the bright red, bright red haired human that I am. So I'm just like, fuck, fuck. I was so glad. Like, I love, I love Jungkook, but I'm so glad he wasn't, like, on most of Party Baby tour. I would have been mortified if I had to see him again. <laughs> the one in Korea is a little bit more personal. So I'm a part of the fraternity Alpha Phi Omega. And for those who aren't familiar with that, it's a service fraternity. There's another, there's an actually a well-known K-pop idol who is also a part of it. I, day six is J. I did the high touch. We're going down the line. And instead of like, I wore my lavalier, which had my letters on it. And instead of doing the high touch with Jay, because in Korea, you don't get rushed through. You can kind of take your time with it. Um, I did, like, the handshake. And, like, we had, like, a moment. And, like, that's one of the things that I will 
like cherish forever like that acknowledgement and so that was that was probably one of my favorite experiences I have one more but I wouldn't consider it a high touch per se but I was very fortunate enough to get a hug and several high fives from GOT7's mark when I got to do the photo op I I okay embarrassing story kind of sort of I was first in line and y'all are gonna clown me for it but like your girl was on a mission to like make sure she was gonna sit in front of Mark because duh bias. I feel that I feel it so she was on a mission she's like "Ooh, this girl has to do it and I was the first in line out of our group and like I feel kind of bad for doing this but it's kind of like as soon as it was our turn, my vision just settled on Mark. Um, I kind of bypassed all of the GOT7 members because he was at the end. And I have no idea because all if the members were like waving at me or <laughs> anything like that. I was just like, Mark, I have to sit in front of Mark. But before, Oh my God, JB probably, oh, my JB oh. loving heart. Like, um, and he was right next to Jackson. So, like, I knew, like, Jackson and Mark were there. But, like, um, you know, all the staff are trying to get everybody to come in. Like, I have a moment with Mark where we lock eyes. And, you know, if he said no, then, you know, it would it, it is what it is. You know, I would have accepted it as is. But I held my arms out and I was just like, can I have a hug? And he, like, looked behind me. Cause there, I guess there was staff behind me, but he's like, he's like, should I like one of those, uh, I might get in trouble, but he did it anyway. And I got a big giant hug from Mark before I sat down. And then all I remember is that he was playing with the hat I was wearing and he noticed my shirt. Cause I had his last name on my shirt. Cause I customized the shirt. Um, I did a DIY tutorial for the magazine when we start, first started. So it's somewhere there for it. But um, that happened and all of them were, me and my group of friends, we were all wearing matching hats, got seven hats. And there, I think it was either Mark or Jackson was like, I like your guys' hats. And then- um, Sounds like Jackson. All I feel behind me, cause I'm sitting in front of Mark. I was like, what is he doing? I can feel like your hand on top of my head what are you doing, sir? Cute! Like, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I feel a pressure somewhere. And I'm like, uh, oh my God, Mark is doing something. I have no idea. And I look up and he's looking right down at me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> why did I do that? Uh-uh, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, take the picture and we're all leaving and we're saying goodbye. Thank you. But I lock eyes with Mark and I wave at him and he waves back and he's smiling. And then I guess the staff member who like was trying to block me off from like doing anything else with Mark. One last, like the cherry on top is that even though the staff member was there, he still gave me a high five. And it was one of those like high fives where like don't let go of the hand right away. And then I walked out through the door and then he's still looking out at me and at my friends. And I'm just like, Hey boy. Hey, <laughs> you like, had your you know moment. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, I will never ever forget this ever. I will never shut up about this moment, even though I embarrass myself and the rest of God Seven. So this actually reminds me of one uh, the last thing about one thing that I did uh with Monster X. <laughs> I mentioned that I was front row uh before and that Juhan did Versace on the floor and like pointed at me while he was doing it during the show. So I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just gonna like, cause we did high touch after. So I told my friend, I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see what happens. So uh, when we were going through the high touch line, you know how you're just supposed to high five. Um, I kind of like low key held his hand instead for a little bit. <laughs> yes. I'm here for it. I feel oh. like embarrassed just mentioning that. <laughs> I still blush whenever I think about what happened with Mark, and I'm like, that happened. The thing to remember, friends, is that, yes, idols are idols, but they're also a bunch of 20-something-year-old boys, too. 
I mean, like, and maybe sometimes if you're cute, sometimes you just want to play around with that fact for a little bit. It's not like it's going to, it's not like you're going to hurt anybody. <laughs> Why do you think we all put on, like, in, like, you dress up in Korea to go to a concert, but it's more for comfort. But, like, in America, we put on a show when we go to a concert. Like, it looks like, like so fashion week. I think we should talk about that in a future episode, just concert attire. We definitely can. And more about the fact that all of us seem to have flirted with an idol at some point. I mean, okay, let's just say, like, our experiences, you know, it's like one of those rare things that had happened. Do not, we, please do not harass your idols, okay? Yeah, Yeah. no, that's weird. Or follow them or, like, force this moment to happen. Sometimes it just does. And you move on with your life, right? Exactly. Like, it, like I said, like it happened when I was with Mark. If he said no and he couldn't do it, totally get it. Because hey, there's a lot of fans. I, you know, this was during their fly tour when they still had that kind of um, fan engagement, and they were a little bit more. I, they weren't as big as they are now, and so you could kind of get away with it. But again, it, there's boundaries please do not harass your idols and force them into making them feel uncomfortable or anything like that. Um, So for our final segment today, we're going to talk about uh, underrated groups. Um, And this week we are going to focus on D once. So that is spelled D one C E. So it looks like dice, but it's pronounced D once. Um, They are a group that, became active last year, August of last year, 2019. Um, and they are under Happy Face Entertainment, which is the entertainment company for Dreamcatcher, if anybody didn't know that. They have two mini albums out. The debut mini album, Wake Up, actually did quite well on the charts. Um, it peaked at uh, the ninth place, and they just recently released the album Draw You, uh, which I reviewed over on the website. Um, two very different things. Uh, the Wake Up album was much more hardcore, sort of like intense rap kind of thing, and then they went a little bit softer with Draw You. But uh, Amber, you mentioned before we started that they are actually quite popular in Korea. Yeah, um, they've actually got a pretty decent following here. Um, I've seen them perform a couple times. Like, they're not like they're not like a top seed group but they've got like because some of their members were on the produce shows so they've got the like the recognition um but they they came at a time where all the other like produce groups are coming out like ab6 and cix they do share that like spotlight with these other groups I do, I do find it interesting because at least in the united states i have not seen a lot of people talking about them in comparison in fact, yeah. I kind of forgot about them in between the latest releases. Yeah, like, what are on international fans' radar is definitely different than what's on Korean fans' radar. Um, like, groups that literally every K-pop fan in the States knows, um, like, Stray Kids, ATs, um, who else? Like, G-Idols, CLC. Um, these groups are on international fans' radar. Some of them may not be like, as popular here in Korea. Half of AT's Korean um, fan base are other idols. So, like, that should give you an idea of what things are like here. How did you, uh, did you watch, you know, their two different MVs, or, like, what is your impression of them when you saw them? I wasn't very, like, they gave me standard K-pop boy group vibes. Like, there wasn't anything that really drew me to them. Like, they put on a good show, but, like, I expect a K-pop boy group to put on a good show. But yeah, if you're interested, definitely go check them out. Their stuff is on YouTube as usual. The important thing for y'all to know, the baby is 97. Most of them are 95s. Oh, God bless. Why is this like the main focus every time that we talk about boy groups? I mean, we also, we should probably do that for girl groups too, but we haven't had a girl group. Cough, cough. Sorry. Sorry. Find me more. <laughs> Although I'm, I, I'm, a new girl group is debuting in two days. Let's talk about true. that. That is true. We've got some exciting news coming out soon for you guys. Uh, so keep an eye out on our social media. 
Um, also, I think we're taking a little break here soon, huh, Roxy? Yes, uh, we are taking a break uh, from recording next week uh, on my birthday. Hooray. <laughs> I get my birthday and off. And 4th of July weekend. Yes. So we are taking a break from recording uh, 4th of July weekend. So, um, you know, you won't hear from us next week, but we will be back the week after. And I think that's a week we have a special guest. Oh, we have guests back to back. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. We do. Also, uh, there's another thing that we have coming up possibly mid-July. Be on the lookout for it because we may or may not be participating in an event. Maybe. Who knows? Be on the lookout on social media because we we, we talk about it more. July is going to be an interesting month for us. For sure. Also, hey, 4th of July, people be safe, drink responsibly. Wear a mask if you go out. Exactly. Just be safe. Try Korean food if you haven't already. (laughs) Try Korean food. So uh, we did mention we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. So uh, you'll see more about that on social media. So make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You'll, you know, we'll keep everything updated uh, even while we take a break from recording. All right. So this has been the Crazecast, and we will see you all in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.